ourselves as like my government name? Whatever you want to do. Hi, I'm Kendall. Hey, it's Emmanuel. And this is Not, Not That, that serious. serious. Welcome to the show for the first time. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm very happy to be Ooh, here. This is um, like so exciting. Yeah. Happy yeah, here. This is pretty major. This is a very big deal for me. Really? Yeah, it definitely is. Period. Period. <laughs> Emmanuel and I went to school together. Mm-hmm. So that's the context. And like to play on the fact that we went to school together. One thing I have to say about Emmanuel before we even get into this episode is Emmanuel's a very intelligent individual. You guys have to understand this. He's a Gemini, okay? He's got the mind that moves and it's intelligent. So I said, if I'm going to have Emmanuel on the show, like I have to have a topic that is fun but requires a bit of thinking. So y'all need to put your thinking caps on today. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to be discussing the future of pop culture, shifts we've seen, things that we see continuing to happen, Mm -hmm. predictions, all that good stuff. Um... And Emmanuel's about to get smart on everybody. So keep up. I can be a little less smart. (laughs) Not a little less. If that's what's necessary. Never dumb yourself down. Okay. They need to keep up. Okay. Get your money up. You heard her. Not your funny up. Get the money up. That's what. Never the funny up. Aunt said that the other day. I thought that shit was so funny. Yeah. So it's it's a very like wake up every day and just like get your money up, not your funny up. (laughs) It's a it's a thing. It's a it's like a practice. Yeah, it needs to be the mantra. But how are you? I'm doing all right. Um, you know what I mean? In the weird transitional space in my life right now. Mm, talk about um, it. With just like everything. Yeah. Um, and so trying to figure that out and, and traverse all those different spaces. Um, Is it the job market? Is it just job, like life? Personal life. Yeah. yeah. Um, personal growth. Um, uh, I think I'm in a much more sensitive place than I've probably ever been before. Really? Which... Sensitive in both the good ways and in some of the drawbacks of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more aware than, and I'm a very aware person, mm-hmm. uh, both self-aware and aware in general. Mm-hmm. So um, more aware than ever before. I'm very in tune, like just very sensitive in yeah. all the ways. I feel like my spidey senses are like, be tingling. yeah, <laughs> they be tingling, and like sometimes it could just be a fly flying too close. You know, and the spidey senses will tingle the same way that like if it was a bus about to hit me, you know. Um, so, you know, I got to practice my discernment. But yeah, amidst all of the confusion that comes with being in a very transitional space, I'm very good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love to hear that. Yeah. Well, then I'm about to shake some shit up. Then in Let's do that. Question I'm of the week. I'm always with the shaking. Let's get it. Question of the week. What pissed you off this week? Man, so much. <laughs> Um, so let me. Um, um, yeah, I got a CVS receipt. Um, <laughs> a lot of things have pissed me off this week. I think one of the things that made me very angry this week um, has been not to be too serious because this oh, is yeah. not that serious. But it's okay. But some of the like discourse in reaction to the Montgomery bro and how loaded these these conversations that certain individuals of certain skin complexionaries. Right are making these things, especially because those individuals share the complexion of the individuals who were in the wrong. Mm-hmm. But of course, um, you know, violence is a very interesting topic in our nation yeah. when race is played into it. And mm-hmm. so there's justifiable violence and unjustifiable Absolute, violence. Yeah, I'm and certain good. people's mm-hmm. violence is never justifiable to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just pissed me off mainly because 
black people have been having such a good time with it. Oh, we're we've been having a blast. We're having a blast. We've never been more united in like the last Period. five years Literally. than we've been this week about this subject matter. Um, there's so much folly and so much uh, joy. joy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like we're truly frolicking through the internet fields. That's so true. Because of this. And you can even feel it. Like you can feel it permeate in the minutia of life. Like, Do y'all hear those, those big ass words? <laughs> are y'all keeping up with that? I'm just making sure y'all are good. Just checking in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you can <laughs> no, feel it in laugh. the air is what I was saying there. Um, <laughs> I just have to make sure. <laughs> but yeah, and so... That's pissed me off. Yeah. Just, just it, it feels like a perversion of the joy that's, that, that, that we're having right that's now. That's real. I literally yeah. saw TikTok this morning. Unfortunately, it was a black person saying, like, why do y'all find so much joy in black people, like, like using violence, I mm-hmm. guess, against white people? And people, I <laughs> saw TikTok, this guy being like, why wouldn't we? <laughs> right. Like, right. this is the best thing that could happen all week. I'm and confused I was just so, on. It was so fucking funny. But yeah. yeah, people are. That's actually, that's so real. Yeah. That's so real. My white roommate, God bless her. She's been sending me memes and stuff of the. Uh, she's mm-hmm. been having a blast, too. Everybody <laughs> be having a good time with it's, this. It's absolutely something I think we should all be able to have a good time with. Because the real conversation here shouldn't even very be very black and white as mm-hmm. much as it's like the entitlement that was displayed right. by one group of individuals and the recklessness that they acted with feeling like there was no consequences. Mm-hmm. And, then and then they got consequences it to them. knocked on their door mm-hmm. and hit them with a pie full of itself. Um, or a chair. Yeah, a, and a chair. A big chair. <laughs> and it's like, who doesn't have someone that they know who really needs to be slapped but has never been slapped, and so they operate like someone who can't be slapped? We all know someone we like that. We all know individuals who are operating in that manner. I thought of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, apparently that part of the it's cognitive. Not right to hit people. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, it's not what I think. So, yeah, I'm pretty. If you got to hit somebody, you got to hit somebody. That's yeah. how I feel about it. That's why I never cared about the Will Smith slap. That was like, mm. I will keep talking about this till the day I die. Mm-hmm. I, I love Will Smith. I think he did right by his wife. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck that it was at the office. I don't care. He did what he did. Violence is not the answer. It is sometimes. Sometimes violence is the answer. Sometimes you got to hit a bit. It's, it's unfortunate, but we live in this world. Yeah. In this world, violence is sometimes the answer. It's so, just you know, and, and like I, s- I always say to you, I'm like, you know, Will chose his violence correctly. He didn't smack the bitch. You know, he didn't like, he didn't punch him. Mm. He didn't, he didn't kick him. Mm-hmm. He didn't shove him down. You think the slap was the, the I thought the slap was the perfect response. Mm. I said, that's enough to get his ass, zing him, mm-hmm. and shut his ass up. And it was perfect. It was perfect. I have no complaints. I feel it. He, he did what he needed to do. I feel it. I think no matter what anyone's opinion on that matter is, <laughs> you can't deny how fire or how boss it is to slap a nigga and then win an Oscar. Oh, iconic. Like 40 minutes later. Like no one gave a fuck. And like the Oscar. Like he won Best Actor. And went up there and gave a speech. Like, love that for him. About the fact that he just slapped this nigga. Man. If we're just being honest. Like, like. it's <laughs> honest to God perfect. I mean, this is maybe the 17th time that I've talked about this mm-hmm. specific thing on this podcast. Will, if you ever see this, <laughs> I love you, dear. Well, come on. We need the Will Smith co-sign. We need Will Smith on the show, we actually. Need the, come on. That would that would make my whole entire life. It has to yeah. happen. Um, <laughs> I don't know what pissed me off this week. I feel like so many things have... Uh, you know, anger me inside of a week. I guess I could t- I could talk about this. Can y'all take a joke? 
Take a joke. Do y'all know how to do that? Because the amount of people that found the TikTok, and if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But Charnel and I did a video, a whole episode, mind you, Mm -hmm. on a podcast called Not That Serious about being a hater. And some of y'all took that a little too seriously. Yeah. Learn to laugh. Everybody learn to laugh, beloved. The worst part is I got comments on being like, this podcast is about nothing. It's a click hungry podcast that just doesn't do anything. And I said, yes, my love. It's called not that serious. I don't. What what, 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 what you, did you want? What were you wanting from us? What were you asking? For Let's her? be real. There's you can't make anybody happy because you can't you can't spread joy in the form of baseless entertainment. And then nope. you can't spread joy in the sense of think pieces because those are fucking annoying, too. Let's mm-hmm. be real. So did you want me to get on the mic and talk to you about something intelligent? Because I can. That's not what you wanted. And I think that what's interesting about the specific space that this podcast fills <laughs> in the podcast space is that podcasts are either dangerously ignorant mm-hmm. or dangerously like politicized or mm-hmm. like serious, if you mm-hmm. will. And the dangerously ignorant ones are dangerous in their ignorance because they don't know that they're ignorant. No, they're very dead ass. And the dangerously like, serious ones are dangerous because they don't realize like their lens of the world is like so skewed because mm-hmm. all we're going to do is talk about neo socio economical creoterial like boo. I don't want to hear that. No. And here's a podcast that's, giving you folly for folly's sake because they're aware of the fact that you probably don't have it no so tap in every tuesday and let us be the source of you know for a little hour plus you can just decide to not have to care about anything literally and don't we all need that in this world and culture in time now where everything feels so critical we do this is a the breath of fresh air but you niggas refuse to breathe (laughs) <laughs> a, word. a word for you motherfuckers a word i can't wait to put that into a little clip that's perfect <laughs> that is a perfect segue so that being said today we're talking about like all things um pop culture as yes. far as like the future of it the it's past and present and where we see it going absolutely and i don't know what you i you know i was really bad about preparing you for the show because i don't know if you came paired with any thoughts or if you like had anything that you were like you know, I'm ready mm-hmm. to say this. Or if you're just like, I'm just, I'm just down to be here mm-hmm. and just feed and rip off. What, what do you, what, what are you um, I'm some, I'm somewhere in between those okay. things. Um, I thought about things. I was like, okay, especially specifically thinking about like maybe trends or the directions of things that I see going. And I thought about things that I care about. I didn't mm-hmm. want to like, let me spend all this mental energy on something that I don't have the knowledge or the desire to care for. And then Kendall doesn't even ask about it. And now I like, I went down this rabbit hole for seven hours thinking, trying to figure out what the future of, of pop walnuts are going to be or whatever. Right, right. Um, and so I did some, like, you know, base thinking about those things. I also just wanted to be like, this is Kindle show, and I want to service Kindle. That's so sweet. And so it's just like what she wants to talk about, the direction she wants to take things. Like, I'm completely open to that. I'm for the people, and, and I want to hear what the yeah. people have to talk about. So like tell me what do you think the future of pop culture maybe let's start generalizing Mm -hmm. right like what do you think where are we headed and then within that what are you most passionate about heading in that direction whether it's good or bad um i think we when i think about my upbringing and i think about the 2000s um i think about how much every part of 
our lives from a social standpoint was directly linked to pop culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about how for a lot of our generation, like I'd say late middle school is when we started specifically denoting and dictating what music we consumed because prior to that it was just the music videos that came on music video countdown shows right or what was like trending on vivo or Or what was on television yeah what was on tv what was on world star like whatever the case may be and like there was like very intentional spaces like when people like got their first ipod or iphone or whatever the case may be of being like i'm gonna now curate whatever my music is versus us just taking in what the world had to give. Um, mm-hmm. I think about how as a kid, and not even just a kid, but again, like thinking of the 2000s, how much the movies I saw were 100% blockbusters or like right, right. big action-packed or family-friendly. Like there wasn't this attention being sought to a smaller budget or an indie film or whatever the case may uh, be uh-huh. because, again, what we were consuming was just so litmused by pop culture. And I think about now how um, pop culture is still important. It still has relevance, but how everything that we're consuming from a entertainment and social standpoint isn't like dictated by it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that we've been in that for a while. And I think that not necessarily that I feel there's a sharp turn coming, but that I feel that pop culture is going to start pop culturing again. Hmm. Um, I think that, I think things like fashion, things like music and entertainment, um, who the biggest celebrities are. Like right now, you ask someone who they think the most famous person is. It's the person that they like like the most. Yeah, yeah. Or that they're most, you know, they have the post. Not the awareness of like who's really the A-listers. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to return to a sense of pop culture, not necessarily dictating what we consume, but being the pulse of of things socially um yeah and that i think is going to be um driven by one i think there's this deep desire for a lot of people to not necessarily step away from social media completely but Mm. redefine their relationships with it yeah no i agree um and i think that that's gonna come with like an influence or purge if you will but I also think that influencers are going to f- maybe not in the next year or two, but eventually start following in a, some level of footsteps that we're seeing in entertainment right now with mm-hmm. celebrities as far as strikes happening. I think that an influencer union is on the rise. Mm-hmm. And I think that influencers kind of peeling back the veil and being like, you guys think this is the life I'm living. Here's the life I'm actually living. Here's why it looks like this. Here's what's different. Here's the fact that I only get paid this many amount of cents based yeah. off of this many, whatever the case may be. And this is why my life is X, Y, Z. We're going to see a lot of that veil get torn back. Uh-oh. And I think that people will ironically tap back into. We're going, but with people trying to redefine their relationship with social media, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that algorithms and things of that nature are going to mean less, but I think that we're not going to be so controlled by them. What by we consume mm-hmm. and, and and how we consume what we consume mm-hmm. isn't going to be so much um, tailored to us. 
it's going to go back to a tailoring in a general sense of how do I capture the most amount of people mm -hmm. right now you can get open up your Instagram or your Twitter or your TikTok and it's almost curated for, for you. me mm -hmm. the niches that you have the interests that you have the political idealizations that you have whatever the case may be like it's built for you yeah. and yeah. with people kind of trying to redefine what social media is for them it becoming more of a tool and less of our everything which is i think the place that it is for most people right now i think that's going to lead to the tastemakers if you will having to get back to a space of we gotta put out a thing or, and the thing has to capture as many people as possible which has to give it a sense of generality mm -hmm. you know what i mean we can't yeah. be as weird or as off the beaten path as we have been huh. because back then we were finding a hundred percent of the people that are off that beaten path and now we might not be able to catch that many. this is really interesting that you're saying that because mm -hmm. i feel like every being like involved in social media like everything is about how specific can you get it mm -hmm. like how specific like who you're talking you're talking to one person right yep. like especially with a target audience like your target audience is is one person and i had written down like i'm actually really curious to hear your thoughts on this it was talking about like the aesthetification of things and that America has an individuality crisis. Mm. Are y'all keeping up? Mm. I'm just checking in on you guys. Mm. But like I was, so this started with like, are you familiar with, <laughs> I'm about to, <laughs> God bless Emmanuel. Are you familiar with like the blueberry nails trend? No. Okay, great. So <laughs> are you familiar with like, just like cottage core, like yes. different like names of set. Okay. So blueberry nails was essentially like something that just popped up as okay. of like, couple weeks ago right. and it's just like a specific color of nails but now they took it and kind of ran with it and they were like it's a blueberry i'm a blueberry nails type of girl okay uh-huh mm -hmm. and then i just saw actually the other day it was like strawberry milk makeup okay mm. and they're talking and then i read an article about talking about how like people are so mad that it's like commodifying things that already exist mm -hmm. for the sake of like being easier to be sold to mm. right and so i just found this interesting because they were like this is a part of america's individual individuality crisis like people are so quick to put themselves in boxes like yeah. they want to like belong to some sort of community they want yeah. to like feel like they fit in this particular box mm -hmm. i say it like the pilates girlies right the right, content right right girlies, yeah. the, you know and i don't know i see it specifically with women like women are just very easy to like Women are easier to sell to. Like, I feel like they're just, like, easier to sell to. But mm -hmm. I see it easier with them, too, because it's, like, when you're creating content, it is so much easier to be, like, strawberry makeup. Or, like, people were making fun of it. It's, like, it was kind of funny. It was, like, a tomato girl summer. And there was, like, these, like, Pinterest photos, right? So you're, like, what the fuck is a tomato girl summer? Right. What is that? And the pictures are literally just look like a summer in Italy. Like, like that's mm. what I would have already, like, pictured. But you get the aesthetic, right? Right, yeah, but yeah, yeah. they're just calling it something else. Interesting. For, like, the sake of, like... I feel like, I feel like funny this enough, we're going to see more of that. Interesting. Like, I feel like, I feel like social media is going to become a little bit more generalized, but at the same time, we're going to continue to see more of that, like, boxing mm -hmm. of people. And I'm curious to know, cause like, you're a, you're a boy. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what, like, does that exist for men? Yes. Uh-huh. I think it exists for men, but if I'm being honest, I think it only exists for men for the sake of the female gaze. Huh. Um, I can give you an example. Yes, please. Actually, I'm really um, curious. 
I'll give two actually. Okay, okay. Because I consider these dudes cousins, but they don't like each other and they don't realize that they're cousins. They're one and the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so Jim Bros. Uh-huh. And like Jim Bros who like live, eat, sleep, breathe gymnasium. <laughs> <laughs> and then um these like rustic nature dudes. Like the dudes who like uh-huh. they're making the videos of they them like chop wood. chopping wood. Yes frying uh, like or cooking fish out in nature with like like a it's in the pan yes they put bear fire on top of the pan um and they have like a dog and (laughs) those dudes are the same dude to me they're just two sides of a different coin Mm -hmm, different fonts um those dudes specifically is social media right Uh um there's this like level of esteem put on being one of those guys um hmm. and finding finding the other guys that are like that or like minded isn't necessarily what drives that. Like I don't think huh. it, most I mean you'll have people you'll have people in general who are like yeah I'm seeking community this that and the third whatever the case may be. But I think that a lot of men don't consciously understand that they much like women have the innate human desire to like find acceptance yeah. and to be seen and heard and understood as they are and mm-hmm. feel like they're loved and appreciated as that individual. Mm-hmm. A lot of men have a disconnect with that. Um, hmm. They think they don't have that and all human beings have it. Yeah. So that dissonance kind of leads to a lot of like misunderstanding or lack of self-awareness that I think, I think, Lack of self-awareness is like the leading thing plaguing for men everything. right now. Like men are so cooked because they have no self-awareness. <laughs> but um, I think a lot of like both of those brands of guys, like their content is to capture the female gaze. Right. And right, so they're right. very quick to box themselves. I'm the rustic nature dude. And I'm shirtless and I chop wood. Right, right. And I know how to navigate via the stars. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But That's a man, he's right. doing it not because he wants to, like, oh, the aesthetic, you know, in as much as he's doing it because I know that women bitches, find this. Yeah, bitches love me. They find this attractive. And, <laughs> and it sets me apart from that dude in J. Crew who's going to try and get your number because... He's not a man's man. I think that there are like <laughs> types of men who have this categorization obsession or this uh-huh. this desire to find their box there that they're in and that they belong to. But I think that there um I think like the group of men who like were the first group to like be like at least when it comes to social media mm-hmm. to be like this is my box and this has nothing to do with the female gaze is like hardcore nerds like uh-huh. Like cosplay is my life. I watch nothing but anime. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and ironically, I think if I'm being honest now, they are appealing it's, to the yeah, female it's it's, gaze. it's it's already taken the turn in the 180, and it's like for the female gaze. I just feel like I feel like once someone somewhere like had the the click of like I can be the single greatest biggest nerd on the planet. Mm-hmm. And there's someone, some girl who's, some woman who's attractive, who's beautiful, mm-hmm. who will give me vagina <laughs> e- despite that, or maybe even because of it. Yeah, yeah. And then 
he went back into the cave and he told the rest and they were like there's coochie out there for us too right and right. now they're like they acting a fool yeah and so now it's like right back to it i so i do think that men have that and this individually individuality crisis that you speak of like i think that that, that. Mm. It, it's definitely plaguing men as well but i think that it's hard to tell a dude like my nigga that's corny when he's doing it for coochie not because it doesn't make it corny Mm -hmm. but because they're not going to stop they're not going to (laughs) stop and as men so much of what we do like the overwhelming majority of men wouldn't wash their ass if not for the fact that women aren't women aren't going to give you coochie if you smell like no there's no way there's no that's not that that can't be true i mean i haven't taken a poll but i think that (laughs) (laughs) i think that most like men like so much of what they litmus themselves off of and the things that they do, like, be about maximizing the amount of suitors that they could potentially bid. I mean, like, that makes sense, but, like, damn, that's crazy. And, and I, I think, think that's crazy that it shows up in pop culture the way that it does. Yeah, and I think you can see just how low the bar is willing to go mm-hmm. because you'll find there's someone out there who will accept whatever your crop of BS is. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky enough to somehow find that person and you're, like, willing to be with them, find them attractive, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you will literally, like, see a man be a blob of nothingness. Like, he'll just... Damn, he, for real? He'll be... Because someone's accepting it. Like, I... Mm-hmm. And I, I was doing all of this work. That's why we got to do better. I was like doing that. all of this work and... For what? you telling me, like... You like me for who I am, Yeah, like, right. you'll give me Gucci, and I'd have to do none of that stuff, then I'll just do none Damn, of it. Damn, do you all hear that? I don't Ladies. have to be hygienic or groomed or... No, no, you work do. Work hard, hustle, provide. No, absolutely not. You need to wash your ass. <laughs> you do. At the bare minimum. You absolutely, absolutely do. You need to wash your ass. So then, okay, that being said, because you said a couple things. You said something about celebrities... And I said the same thing. I wrote down, like, everybody's a creator. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, the gap between celebrities and regular people is dying. Yep, it is definitely closing. Absolutely. I I feel like we're about to shift into seeing something like you're either known or you're not. Mm -hmm. Versus, like, A-lister, influencer. Mm. Like, this, it's you're known or you're not. Yeah. And there's like maybe like you're more known if you're a Kardashian, right? Than you are if you're a Charlie D'Amelio. But I think that I think that that line of known and unknown will exist to the unknowns. From from uh-huh. from the perspective of the consumer, there the difference between you know this person who's like YouTube I'm obsessed with and Ben Affleck is non-existent they're both known to me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think on the other side of the line in the world of the knowns they're going to to work hard to create and to draw those lines more definitively because i think that i think social media has created like in a a wild bridge i remember a moment just like and this is weird to say now because like lotto is one of the biggest musical acts this year Uh uh but i remember like three four years ago when rihanna was listening to Bitch from the South on her story and how huge a moment it was because that's an A-list celebrity publicly showing that they enjoy and are consuming the art 
of someone that was rungs beneath them, many levels and rungs beneath them. And I feel like that was the first moment for me where I realized that, like, the bridge is a lot longer or a lot wider than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And we start, we've started to see more and more and more and more those lines get blurred. I mean, yeah, the only thing I can think of is, like, everybody, they call Beyonce the celebrities of celebrities, right? Yeah. Like, Beyonce's the only person, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and you could yeah. be fucking Denzel. You yep, know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's like, yeah, that's I, that is really interesting, actually. Yeah. That line is very blurred now. And I think what's interesting about the blurring of those lines is it creates it creates a, a false sense of like I think it makes it seem to people that the distance between them and some ex lister who's like known in a marginal sense, Mm -hmm. they think the gap between them and that person is greater than the gap between that person and Kim Kardashian. Right, right. And really it's not. Mm -hmm. You, right now, watching me and Kendall, me and Kendall, are probably closer to that YouTuber we like or that TikToker like we, we, you know what I mean, than they are to Scarlett Johansson. Or than they are to... Adele or Drake or whatever the case may be and even bringing it lower than like the the superstars of superstars than they are to like probably NBA young boy I don't sure, know. like sure, sure. you know what I mean but I think that everyone's goal the goal line is going to get moved people aren't going to be so obsessed on being the biggest or the best of their generation or their time mm-hmm. as much anymore and people are going to become appetized with being known. Just being known in general. Yeah, yeah you know, that, that clout chasing yep. thing is like, because it's very it's, real. Okay, I've crossed that proverbial line and that's the biggest hurdle. So Now you got to maintain it. Now, Yeah, now it's just about maintaining. And if I stay in this little bubble for all of my life, I think the people whose goals are very much centered in like notoriety mm-hmm. will, will find like, satisfaction in that and success Mm. in that and i think that the people whose obsession with climbing that ladder are gonna inevitably be the people who don't care about that as much as they care about like the taste making of it like Mm -hmm. i i am obsessed with cooking the craftsmanship behind culinary art and that's going to be what drives me to be an a-list chef Chef, uh not the fact that I want to be an a lister, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to end up happening because, like you said, those lines are absolutely They're blurred ridiculous. now. And I think in the blurring of them, when hard lines get redrawn, they're going to be drawn in a little bit of the wrong spot, if that makes sense. You know, and even piggy, I feel like I'm in a class piggybacking off of <laughs> <laughs> even like, yeah, the, the my love for the craft is going to make me like a better, you know, it's going to it's going to drive me to be the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Like. I was thinking about it, too, and I was reading, like, on Twitter about how people felt like there's not an artist of this generation. There's there's not a lot of good artists of the generation. Like, there's just a lot of people putting out a bunch of music. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I wonder why that is. And I feel like some of that is attributed to, like, the sense of notoriety. And there isn't really a desire to be the best of the best anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just put something out and hope it sticks. Yep. Put something out and make it go viral. Yeah. And... You know, I don't know. I, I think that's interesting. like there's no there's no like craftsmanship of like building an artist, making them a performer, you know, putting them in front of the right people and the right endorsements and yep. like making an artist of 
that artist it's, it doesn't exist anymore and so i was i even wrote down i was like artists aren't gonna be as good if not just not there just won't be they just won't be as good they just won't i agree with that mm-hmm. um i think we're already seeing the fruits of that yeah um and i'm gonna say i'm gonna use this person as an example because i'm a fan of them um i'm scared i well i know exactly what you're about to say and i'm and i'm frightened go ahead why are you frightened because i love her oh I mean, I love her too. Go ahead. Ice Spice. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I I, I love girl. I no, love no. Ice Spice, and I'm not even just like a like I listen. I'm. You men, like her sound. Men can laugh at me all they want. I don't care. I I like bump Ice Spice. Like I I, I like her music. Like, yeah, it's fun. Um, but I think that you can see like, Ice Spice was like, not top top billing, but like a major line on Rolling Loud before she knew how to perform mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Like and she's and so, she's so baby to this whole industry. So too. baby. Like we think about it literally like the one year anniversary of Munch was like two days ago, that. like a I day ago. Sh- I didn't realize it only been a year. And it's like secured two Nikki records, Barbie soundtrack. Mm-hmm. She's everywhere. You cannot turn your head without seeing her mm-hmm. and hearing her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that amount of one, I think the pace that a lot of people are blowing up with and just how fast people's lives are changing. But then I also think that because a lot of the steps that used to exist specifically in the music industry that were involved in breaking an artist mm-hmm. no longer exist. Mm-hmm. These equalizers like the internet, like YouTube, TikTok, TikTok mm-hmm. have been made. And that's wonderful because it, it makes every single person, every single artist working one moment away. Yeah, yeah. One video away. One, you even look at Flying a Boss, and it's like, when you go down there to Twitter, they were doing those running videos and then even other styles of promo videos with for that same clip time. for months. But it took that one in the grocery store to go crazy viral, mm-hmm. and now look how different things look for them right now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, so again, everyone's just that one moment that one video that one one whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. um but then it's like you're immediately thrust into the big leagues and with no prep with no prep and no nothing and if you haven't been obsessed with the craft yourself you're not going to be equipped but even if you have been and working on your craftsmanship you still might not be equipped because now you're bowling in a different league yes you are being thrown into the deep end with the big sharks and i'm i'm coming to coachella and you're going on because you're the hottest thing right now yeah so you're going on right before kendrick lamar Mm -hmm. or right before Nicki minaj or right before imagine dragons and now Imagine Dragons is crazy. I mean, they're very famous. They're very good. <laughs> they're, they're very famous. <laughs> but Just I was like, not who I imagined you to I say. I was trying to like, I was like, think of one for the white people. Think of one for white people. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, imagine Dragons. So, um, but you're, you're going on right before that person. You know what I mean? And we're seeing the levels in the artistry. Mm-hmm. I think in real time. Um. And I do think the result is going to be, I even just saw an article recently about how label execs are like frantic because new artists just aren't sticking. No. And they're like, 
are we doing something wrong? Are these artists just less talented they, than do artists they just suck, right. before them? Um, and I think that two things are contributing to that. I think, well, not even just two. I think it's a amalgamation of things that are contributing. But I think that there are a lot of people in the big leagues before they're big league ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we're watching them grasp at straws. Yeah, like literally We're watching them go through the 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 the, the learning curves and, and the making the mistakes and the getting adjusted. And to some degree, there's a lot of beauty in that. No, I think it's wonderful. People are so mean about it, though. That's what yes. makes me upset. And I think people are mean about it because people are used to their art being art. Mm. And when I say that, I mean, you know, I'm sure if you walked in on the fourth day of, you know, I think it was Michelangelo carving the statue of David. You'd probably be like, what in the world are you doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now it is because, what it is, because right? you just had the privy of seeing the unveiling and it's this gorgeous thing. That's what, People have been used to, I think, for a long time. It's such an instant gratification thing, yes. too. Yes. And social media doesn't help. Like, I feel like that's that. You talk about that. That's going to get worse. Mm. Like, that's going to get. I already see. Like, I even see it working with brands, working with like clients. They're like, I don't understand why I'm not viral yet. I'm like, girl, you've been posting for a week and a half. Mm. What the fuck is that? What do you What mm-hmm. do you mean you're not viral? You're like. Also, why do you want virality? Like, let's really sincerely ask ourselves, like, why do you want to go viral? Why? But that's the other thing I was going to talk about while you were speaking. I just thought about the fact that so many people are entering these entertainment spaces Mm -hmm. simply for the income potential. Sure, sure, sure. virality can be turned into commerce easier than craftsmanship can yes and yes it's so it makes so much more sense especially because we're microwave generation and we want that instant gratification microwave generation. that i posted four quality videos this week mm-hmm. and they're all floating under ten thousand views mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How am I supposed to turn that into a bag? Right, right. That's the crazy part, though. Like, you can. And you but, can. Yeah. But, but that's not. Ever, yeah, no. What's computing is, if I go viral, I can then take that virality, turn it into momentum, take that momentum, turn it into a position, take that position, and turn it into commerce. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of people's game plan. And I think specifically in the influencer market. Yeah. I think you'll find, you know. It's tough, but I think you'll find, you know, actors or musicians or, you know, even some writers, um, you know, I mean, visual artists. And you're like, if you are able to pay your bills and provide for yourself and your family off of doing this for the rest of your life, but you never like are one of the ones, Mm -hmm. will you take that? And you'll find many that like are like, no, because I have to be one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. But you'll find a lot who love it so much as like, this is what I love to do, and if I can just do it, and it then provi- that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find influencers who would say that. Mm. Because what am I even influencing if I don't have the 1M followers? How, how am I sure, even... 
How yeah. am I? E- and that's why I love, um, you know, content strategists or people like you who work with small companies mm-hmm. as well as, you know, influencers or content creators because content creation is a rat race. Yeah. But that g- woman who makes miniature marionettes, like custom marionettes I love of her. people. That's how I feel about the little, like, you ever seen those small little cooking videos? Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I, I don't do know too. how they're monetizing, if they are. But keep doing what you're doing. Why? Because people like me enjoy it. The cake decorators, they're definitely monetizing. Yeah. Like, they probably literally own a bakery and mm. shit. But keep posting those videos. I love them. Yeah. And so I think that there's a lot of, uh, again, I think there's a lot of beauty in content creation. Yeah. Um. And I even think, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone being, like, their desired career path is to be an influencer. Mm -hmm. I just think that it's hard to have that and then also be, like, I'm not committed to this rat race of, like, 10K, 20K, 50K, 100K, 1M. You know what I mean? Like. And to, like, grinding until you get there. Yeah. As most people just want that. That's why. I think that's why I have a hesitation with people that are like, I want to be an influencer like for a living. And I'm like, "Mm, tell me why. Mm -hmm. Tell me why. Like, what is the mission? And if it's not, oh, like I never saw people like that looked like me that were like, you know, doing X, Y and Z. Or like I want to, you know, cultivate a community of people that are like X, Y and Z. If it's not some sort of reasoning that's rooted in something to me that feels actual. I'm always like, you want to be known. Yeah. Why do you want to be known so desperately? Yeah. Is it, it is it's to make money? Fine. That won't get you far though. It won't. It won't. And and you'll hate your life because you're you know you're a slave to your audience. And that also, man, you talk about pop culture. Like, yeah. I was a big like YouTube fan growing up. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of like Smosh and Ryan Higa and like all these people. Fan. I and, you know, if you knew, if you watch these people, like, they're very creative, very funny. And, like, every skit, every video had so much, like, poured into it. Mm-hmm. Very well thought out, very well executed. And even when they didn't have a budget. You know, I think about Ryan Higa all the time because Ryan Higa was just one of the most wittiest creators that I think we've ever seen. I don't think we've seen anybody like him mm. since he, you know, since he had his, like, surgeons. And he just stopped making it because he realized, like, he was quite literally a slave to the algorithm, a slave to his audience. And he wasn't creating things that he actually enjoyed. He said, like, you know, some of the videos that did the best were videos he hated. And, like, that makes me really sad because, like, I enjoyed watching his videos when I was a kid. And, like, I still think that he's a very talented individual. But he completely took a backseat to creating content. Now he just streams. Like, Mm. now he just does whatever. And it's, like, it's sad because I feel like. As much and like my mission, like with my business, is to bring art back into content creation because there needs to be there is an art to content creation. But yeah. in in a similar fashion, like for some reason, content sucks the art out of people because it's such a consistency game and it's such mm-hmm. a like, you know, I, I don't know. It makes me sad though. It makes me sad for creators. Mm. I also think that content creation has always existed Mm -hmm. but this very specific bubble of content creation Mm -hmm. that is content creation Mm -hmm. um i feel like it's like creating this weird 
divide that doesn't really exist between content creators and artists. Mm-hmm. At the core, we're all doing art. art. I I agree. But I feel like there's this very interesting delineation happening. Um, and you have content creators who are locked in on, you know, being content creators. And oftentimes you'll find themselves kind of like having an attraction to the technical aspects of things. The fact that they know how to record a sequence of shots and then turn that into like the coolest little aesthetic video you've mm-hmm, ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you have artists who are all like, I think about like the like, uh, just like the stereotypic example of like the person who like went to school to act for acting or yeah. went to school for yeah. art and they're just like nose in the air like I care about art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I care about art's reflection of life <laughs> and life's reflection of art. And I care about just making beautiful, real pieces that yes. move people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even I find myself sometimes contributing to it because I'd be like, yeah. I'm an artist that like isn't good at creating content. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. I wish I was because I need to create content. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, I'm not good at it. I'm good at the art part the art of part, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm not good at the art of content creation. Which is an art um, in itself. It, right. Mm-hmm. But I think because there's, because it has this ability to kind of suck the art out of people. Mm-hmm. And then naturally you have people who are artists who operated in the realm of content creation, if you will, in this new bubble that it exists now, that then get to a place where they're making the content without the art. Mm -hmm. Um, Just soulless. Right. It's creating this very weird line. Yeah. And I think that line is interesting because I remember growing up, especially when I was in like elementary and middle school, the word creative was something you do not be. Yes, yeah. You you know what I mean? Like, you can do I things can be, creatively. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm not a creative. Right, right. And then late middle school, early high school, that started having a work, like, a resurgence res- a of, like, mm. being, being a creative. And... It started to create this weird line then, I felt, between creatives and non-creatives when everyone has An creativity. ability mm-hmm, to create, yeah. I and agree. it's just like your creativity might not look like artsy, mm-hmm. but you can open up a JavaScript and you can write code. That's huge. I agree. And on the other side of you writing that code, a program exists. Yeah. How is that not creative? How is that not creative? It's so creative, and it's something that I, as a creative, cannot do. Will not, and will not do. Right. Mind you. But if we were first day of class, and it's two facts, one lie, and you said, I'm Evan, Uh, I'm a technology major, I'm a creative, and I'm from Albuquerque. (laughs) And everybody's like, well, the lie has to be I'm a creative, and you're like, mm, I'm actually from Nebraska. Right, right. I'm not like. How dare you say you're a creative? Because, what art? Right. Are you making what? 
I think that's such a it's such a snobby way to look at it. And, and artists have a way of being just straight snobs. Yeah, very. Love y'all, mean it. We're snooty individuals. Snooty mm-hmm. individuals. That's what happens also when you just go to school for that shit too. I feel yeah. like you just meet just everybody like really serious about their shit, and then they're it like really hierarchical. pretentious. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. And I think that's like where it plays in with the content. It's like, how dare you? Like, and I think also I find it funny because like you see the influencers that are like trying to break into you know, an entertainment industry and be known for more than just an influencer being mm-hmm. known for something else. And you have people like hate that because like, well, I went to school for acting and I'm not getting that opportunity. Right. And that's not fair. And, and I think that's a whole other conversation, but I think we're going to see more of that too. Uh, so y'all just need to buckle up because you're going to see influencers because that's how they maintain longevity. Yeah. That's how they're going to maintain longevity and also work their way out of the the title of influencer and yep. into like creative or into like multi hyphenate, you know, whatever, yeah. but like entertainer y- entertainer in general. Yeah. I think like, I think the word entertainer is going to be speaking of that. Funny enough. I had written down like I'd written down like more like micro trends or things that I saw, but I also put down like daytime TV, like hosting like mm-hmm. Wendy Williams and shit. It's over. It's like podcast central now. I, agree. I said, I'm not mad, but I am a little sad. I'm sad too. I'm sad because I think daytime TV one was still very important to a certain demographic. Yeah. But I'm not a part of that demographic, so it's like you're losing something. I feel bad for you. Yeah. But I think um, hosting is something that people innately understand is a skill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think people understand this as hosting. Sure. I think a lot of people are like, I can sit down in front of a mic and just talk about whatever I like. That's what a lot of y'all think, and some of y'all shouldn't think that, if you ask me personally. And, and what do I know? But also, let me just be so real with y'all. You don't need to start another podcast. You don't. Says the podcaster. You, But you don't. You don't. That's why I feel like I can laugh at those jokes, though, because, like, I get I get the submissions, too. They're like, podcasters are like the new, like, uh, you know, I'm a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. I, when yeah. I read that, I about gagged. I was like, mm-hmm. It's true, though. It's true. Yeah. It's true, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's, but not everybody can do it. No, not everybody can do it. There are a lot of people doing it who can't do it. Um, And not only are there a lot of people doing it who can't do it, but there are a lot of people doing it. I think as a generation, mm-hmm. ours specifically, I don't know if it was in the homes. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if school helped, can, but it's just a lot of people who feel like unheard. Yeah, and I think they're picking these up and Thinking. buying one of those. Yeah, screaming into the void because they just want to be heard, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. Mm. But I think that this is a medium and if you don't have the skills, talents and abilities and the commitment to work on those things, Mm -hmm. um, that this medium isn't probably the conduit for you to be heard. So true. And it's actually funny that, you know, at the top of the the episode, you kind of spoke about, like you mentioned the word community Mm -hmm. and like, I think, a lot of people are seeking that more than anything. Yeah. But we spend so much of our lives through these screens, you know, through the proverbial black mirror that we're seeking community there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not even necessarily innately a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it has some, I think it has a cap. I think social internet community has a cap and there are certain things that 
real life in person communities can have give and achieve that those can't ever yeah but there are also unique benefits to them you know what i mean you're here and christy's in istanbul and you guys can connect about whatever it is that thing that you guys love and that you have in Mm -hmm. common you know what i mean there's lots of beauty to it (laughs) but (laughs) i think that if more people had a real sense of community in their actual lives Mm -hmm. a lot less podcasts would happen because you'd get the same amount of gratification in the moment when you're in a room full of eight to ten of your peers that you love care Mm -hmm. about and that you know that you all respect each other's individuals and your thoughts and opinions and you have this conversation instead of you doing it to the mic in a room by yourself hoping that the algorithm brings those people yeah because that doesn't work for everybody we've seen that work for some influencers or celebrities that you know you know blew up that way Mm -hmm. but it just isn't going to work for everybody, especially if you're hateful, dear. You can't be hateful on the <laughs> mic by yourself. Like, that's not how this is going to work. But no, like, totally agree. And I think, like, I think there's so much to be said about the community aspect because pop culture as a whole, like, I think I think we're, we're marketed to in the form of the community. It comes all the way back around to even where we started this conversation of, like, you know, commodifying things or, like, making it so much easier to fit into a box, mm-hmm. even, like, I think we're all getting to a place where we really need to fit into a box somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. And it's like, if I can't find the box, I'm going to make the box, which is amazing. Sometimes. 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 So just be careful there. Last, I mean, not last, last, but I am curious to know how do you feel about AI taking over? So... I have two perspectives on these. Yeah. On this. Um, they're similar but not exactly the same. I have the perspective as an artist, as an actor, a writer, and a rapper. Um, and then I have the perspective as a just human being. Yeah. They're very similar. Yeah. But there are innate there are some niche differences. As an artist, I completely despise AI. Absolutely. Um, I'm not one of the artists who is leaning into it playing a role. Mm -hmm. um not just in art but i think kind of just like society i don't think ais should be taking jobs Mm -hmm. i don't think that industries should be redefining themselves around the implication and introduction of ai um and that's both for the industries i'm in and for other industries you know Mm -hmm. i don't think companies should be saying why have a person that's going to have human error be our accountant when i can create a program that's perfect with numbers that'll be our accountant flawlessly and i'll never have to worry about money laundering or about tax for evasions or frauds or their own ulterior motives or oh i was so tired on tuesday and i miscalculated that and that led to me miscalculating the whole quarter or whatever the case may be yeah yeah i don't think that should exist mm-hmm. but Industries are already, you know what They're I mean? Already just, you know, Thinking playing. in that way. Yeah. So. How do we feel like it's going to like play into pop culture as far as like film and television? Because I saw, I saw you bastards scanning people's faces and shit and using their likeness and move. Like that's what scares me about yeah. AI is your likeness just living on forever and ever and ever. And I think about not only just your likeness in a passive way, but like I think about deep fakes 
oh my god we didn't I even think, touch that but that's I, even, that's I, gonna evolve too i think about just how much more easy it's gonna be to convincingly create false reality mm-hmm. and i i i even had a moment one time where i was talking to um a homie of mine about bill skarsgård um and about how he's a great actor and i'm a fan of bill um shout out the whole skarsgård family they all just act so well um but he was just saying how watching it for him is too surreal because every movie the action whatever it is he's able to in real time no matter how real it looks tell himself this is a movie except it he just he he couldn't even explain he was just like everything that i'm seeing on the screen Hmm. both of him and his mannerisms at playing Pennywise and graphics, you know, him being giant, hit the, the jaw to the floor. He was just like, my brain, I'll be like, that's a movie. And my brain will be like, no, it's not. It looks way too, too real. real. And having that conversation um, led Aww. to me being like, man, like Bill Skarsgård, like he's a great actor and he'll, not wishing this upon him, but he'll probably just always be remembered as Pennywise, a movie where you can't even see his you face. You can't even see his face. And that, like, thought to me made me think about, like, how closer we're getting to the human aspect of entertainment becoming less relevant. Mm-hmm. Like, because... We, we've seen it for so long with just special effects, yep. makeup, prosthetic, mm-hmm. visual effects, CGI. But we're getting to the place now and AI's introduction is taking it to the potential place. I can have Joe Pesci dead for four years. He's still alive. God rest his soul. So not God. Re- you know what I what? mean? No, I'm oh. not, not wishing any dead on Joe Pesci. I love no, Joe no, Pesci. Love Live dear. a long time, Joe Pesci. One of the greatest time. actors ever. Um, but Joe Pesci could be, you know. Deep into the future, he could have been dead for four years, and I could have a program to perfectly recreate his voice, Horrible. body, likeness. Horrible. And now I can have Joe Pesci star in this movie that I always wanted Joe Pesci to be in, but he died before I could ever get the chance because nobody knew me then. And now I can use whatever the leading no. AI program See, is. No. And Mm-mm. all of a sudden, I have this stunning, phenomenal performance from Joe Pesci, and he wasn't he even there. Even, he wasn't there. He didn't even have the option to know it existed. No. The potential of it was not even I a part think, of his reality. I think about like how that impacts families and people's lives too. Like that mm. to me, that to me ruins art. That to me, like <sighs> there are so many things I feel like people are saying like ruins art, ruins creation. But like AI has to like just take the cake with mm-hmm. like actually destroying the integrity of art, of artistry, of creation. Fuck AI. Yeah. This is an AI hate account. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty AIK. Like we hate that shit. All my homies hate AI. Yeah. We all my don't homies fuck do with hate that. AI. I'll never forget, like I was working for a media company and um I did a lot of work creating content and doing a lot of voiceover work. Mm-hmm. And at one point that makes sense. they you were pushing me. Voice. Thank you. At one point they were pushing me to be like, a, uh, you know, using um, AI is going to probably be faster for you to make these videos. It's going to be faster. 
said no it's not but okay and they're mm-hmm. like you know um can we use your voice and like you know if you do a sample you'll be able to just put the script in and the ai will do i was like absolutely fucking not and let me find out you fuckers are still using my voice and mm-hmm. my likeness and i will i will haunt you in court because that's some shit i don't play about yeah that's some shit i absolutely don't play about yeah and i think about just how those implications can start to bleed into life mm-hmm. like it it infiltrating art and entertainment for me is already enough of like a massive problem. Yeah. It, it grinds my gears. It boils the blood. But I think the thought that the person who's just the owner of this mom and pop shop mm-hmm. that I enter and I just like visually how they look or, 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 or you know what I mean? He just walks in a way that I find is unique and I get some footage of it and all of a sudden now his likeness can be mine to do with what I and it's like those lines are already being we're seeing more and more and more. Even when we're looking in court, we're seeing more and more and more instances where ownership of a likeness is not in the onus of the person, but the onus of the person who owns the thing, the mm-hmm. picture, the video, the audio clip. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Now you have the potential and with AI's advancements to take anyone's voice, face, body, likeness, image, and put it wherever you, you so please, it. it just, no. it becomes, it's such a slippery slope. How long before we're in court trying to have to have experts delineate between deep fake footage and real footage? Like, that's Between deep fake so audio and real audio. Like, how long before, like, and it may seem like we're like, you know, I mean, putting the cart in front of the horse here, but no way that's coming. You talk it, about future or something that is coming. it's coming. And I think Hollywood is OK with being the trailblazers the pig. Mm-hmm. because nah, yeah, fuck that. Fuck I that. mean, we're seeing it in, you know, I don't even like saying his name, but Uh-oh. we're seeing it in Bob Iger's rhetoric, Disney mm-hmm. CEO mm-hmm. and just how he's just like, I'll do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. save money. I'll let a thousand. What is it? I'll, I'll, I'll let a thousand I'll children. I'll a thousand die. children before I let this company die. That's what, that's what the fuck he on for real. Like, he's legitimately like, yeah. Every single person that was in Wandavision got scanned, and you can expect to see them all in he Secret Wars. I'll you scan a thousand faces before I let this company die. Like he on his shit. Like Mr. Water News ass. And it's like, how? But Hollywood is absolutely posturing itself to be like, we're okay with being the trailblazers of this. And I don't think they're vapid. I think they understand the implications both for their industry and and how it could uh, 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 grow and evolve elsewhere. I think the money is so money, such a motivator, man. They just don't give a fuck. Cause even in their case, if it's like, if it impacts me, I know who to hire. I know who to call. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they can even th- fathom how it could impact them in a way that they can't fix it because the money is so long. Yeah. That is also very frightening to think about having that much fucking money that you don't even care about consequences. Consequences don't affect you because yeah. you have money. Yeah. Oof. I, I've, Woof. Yeah, that's a, that's a topic. That's a in whole other conversation. Yeah. That's, that's for a show called It's Very Serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fucking serious. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for so, sure. So, Wow. Well, that being said, you know, I have a couple rapid fire opinions, but I also asked you guys 
what um what's happening you know what i mean like what what are we gonna see here what are we expecting from pop culture mm-hmm. me and my new york accent <laughs> my first thought is we're never gonna see another family that's like as big as the kardashians ever again no, you mean big as in like fame mm-hmm. like we had like like we have a rockefeller family I agree. We're not going to see a Kardashian-like family empire ever I, again. I agree. I think maybe the Ace family thought they was it, but that also leads me to my next thought, which was we're going to start seeing some lawsuits from the influencer children. Yes, we're definitely. Absolutely, that's coming. It's going to come. It's going to come in waves. And specifically, somebody's going to hit big, like big money, and it's going to lead to a m- massive wave of mm-hmm. other influencer children suing. Even ones who like... Might have been like all in. Like, no, I love this is what I want. Yeah, like I And they're gonna retell the story for the potential of that back. Someone's gonna that's absolutely gonna happen. I agree with both of those. I don't think we'll have a celebrity family as big as the Kardashians. Never again. Sorry. Um, I don't see it happening. I try to even think of like who else could even compete with them. I think the Demilios were trying. Not I think the Demilios were trying. They're also too small of a family, if you ask me. To like like not enough members. Not enough members Mm. in the family. Mm -mm, The dogs do not count. Sorry. The dogs don't count. And, um, yeah, they tried the reality show thing. I liked the little show. It was fine. You watched it? I did. Mm. I watched both seasons. Because, you know what, Abby, if there's anything I love more, it's, like, Lil T. Mm-hmm. I call that Lil T because, to me, like, I just love Lil T. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me, see the, let me see what the tea with the Lil Demelia show is. And I liked it. It wasn't bad. I dig. I dig. Um, I also think that, um, oh, we kind of touched on this with the act with the strike. Mm-hmm. of everything i think we're going to see more budget projects more creativity more unique things Absolutely. that we can put back on streaming sites like we might see a resurgence of youtube because of that i specifically not only do i agree with that i kind of had a prediction in that vein that streaming services um companies are going to like production companies mm-hmm. say i'm Especially smaller budget ones, but even big budget ones. Say I'm Warner, say I'm A24, say I'm Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna either whether it's I'm producing this movie from you know script to completion, or if I go to a festival and I buy this movie for distribution, whichever it is, they're going to start their more niche uh, coming of age, or yes. you know what I mean those yes. things that like aren't looking like big money. They're going to be basically subleasing them to streaming services mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for their exclusive you know what i mm-hmm. mean and that's gonna become important because right now you know if there's a netflix original film it's because netflix bought the distribution to it or netflix produced it mm-hmm. netflix being able to get something from warner from uh lion's gate from whoever the case may be mm-hmm. that's a film that they clearly believed in to some degree to put a budget behind, but mm-hmm. they don't think is going to bring in the money. Um, that's going to kind of change streaming services relationships with the bigger production totally. companies. And totally. I think it's going to change what movie theater and movie going culture looks like mm-hmm. because we, we saw it taking its dive. And since Top Gun Maverick, every, every time we have a big movie moment, we're championing that, theaters are back 
Um, right. What, that was me. With, you said Top Gun Maverick. I was like, Barbie? Yeah. Bar- Bar- <laughs> Barbie's one. I said Barbie. Um, Barbenheimer and just yeah, it, it's, yeah. it, it, that day. Like, oh, we're um, so back. Cinema is so yeah, back. Cinema's yeah, cinema is back. Like, you're hearing it. And I think that it'll stay kind of trending in that direction. But what you're going to be able to go to the theaters and see is going to be purely the safe bets. Mm-hmm. It's going to be purely the franchises. Oh, well, The Rock is in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, and I think certain companies, certain production companies, are going to struggle with gauging what should what be going to theaters be. and mm-hmm. what those other things are. Yeah. Because you know people I mean? be unpredictable and we be into Very what unpredictable. we're into. Yeah, that's you so know what real. I, mean? I don't think Nolan could have said this World War II biopic is going to make you $500,000 in three weeks. Mm-hmm. It did. But if he would have said it, he probably would have been being brave. Even Margot Robbie said that when she was selling to uh, Barbie. Barbie, she was like, this is a billion dollar film. She said she didn't believe that. No, she was like, but we she was just like, it. I've got to say, I've got to say whatever mm-hmm. it takes for to me get and Greta to make on, this movie. Yeah. And it did. A bar billion, everybody. A bar billion. A bar billion, bitch. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's tea. Um, and then this one was random. Y'all don't come for me. I, I do feel like comedy is dying a little bit. Mm. Why? 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 If, why? Right. I'm treading very lightly here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this because... But I'm saying I think I'm also saying it because like I've experienced it myself. Like people can't take a joke, mm-hmm. and I'm ge- I'm talking about a genuine joke. Like this is funny, haha. I'm not talking about you know hurting people's right. feelings or yeah. being hateful or being discriminatory on a on a large platform. I'm talking like people like can't find humor in things anymore. Yeah, because because shit ain't funny low key out here sometimes. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like comedy is a dying art. It's a dying breed. And I also feel like the people that were really heavily involved in comedy are mad as shit because they can't make the same offensive jokes that they I used agree. to make. They can't they don't know how to pivot in a way that can actually bring people joy. And I feel like the funnies like I was watching I was watching Rush Hour and I was like, you know, this I remember this movie being so funny as a kid and I'm watching it now. And I mean, yeah, it's funny for nostalgic purposes, but this movie could not be made today. No, oh, yeah. It's very racist. It wouldn't it would not it wouldn't get put on. <laughs> yeah. Comedy's kind of dead because if that's the only way we can be funny, because mm-hmm. it, it's not funny. I think I completely agree with the sentiment. I don't know if I. I think stand-up comedy is hurting, uh-huh. and I think that, ironically, because of the fact that people can't take a joke, I think sitcoms are going to have a resurgence because they're mm-hmm. safe comedy. It is very safe. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that not just sitcoms, but sitcoms that at their basis are like about nothing. Mm-hmm. Shows like Seinfeld and Curb, shows like Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. um, The Office, the office mm-hmm. um, that like tried their best. And like even like Parks and Rec or like Curb or like The Office, there are episodes and moments you're watching and you're like, this couldn't happen today. That line yeah, yeah, today. yeah. But I think shows that are just like, I think sitcoms like mid to late two thousands were getting very neo and like, like every sitcom had an episode about who was gonna vote for who, who right, like come twenty sixteen. Right. You know, but like they they were dipping their toes in the real life pool, if you will. Uh-huh. And what people loved about sitcoms for so long was just how formulaic they were and how they felt and so slice could, of pie mm-hmm. versus all encompassing when it comes to life. Yes, and yes. I think 
we're going to see a boom of sitcoms looking the way that they did in that essence. Mm-hmm. Not trying to wear as many hats, but just being like, come in and have your 28 Kay. minutes of funny mm-hmm. and, and, and leave and go. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that comedy films are going to be hurt um, yeah. and that their budgets are going to. Mm-hmm. Which um, is unfortunate because I love to laugh. It is unfortunate. And I also think that we're going to see a really big surge of new comedians whose whole thing is self-deprecation. Oh, my God. And I hate that. And being self, like, being, like, so reflective that many comedians, like, have put themselves or their flaws, their experiences, their For mistakes sure. into it's their acts. Yeah. But I think like we're going to see people who's like whole thing and their whole act and their whole essence is I'm the joke. Which to and me And come I watch hate. me joke about me. Yeah. And I think that there's some room for that in the grand scheme, mm-hmm. but when it starts to become the grand scheme, I think we're going to feel like co- Comedy as we know it is not is, 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 isn't here. Isn't that's valid. Prevalent. That's a great like analysis of that because I'm just I'm just out here. Spe- that's great. It's like I feel like I'm speaking general statements and Manuel comes <laughs> in and like cleans it up and it's like absolutely I agree. And here's why we're gonna see that. You know I'm like yeah yeah that's the good stuff. So here's some of y'all submissions. Somebody said we're due for a new boy band to blow up soon. You know what? I didn't you, because of BTS. I hadn't even thought of that. Me too. I um, cause immediately when I you even read it, I was just like, "Well, we have BTS. I know they're on mm. Army." And I don't even right listen now. to BTS. I don't like either, that. but yeah. they they are a major boy band, and I'm assuming this person is probably American and talking about an American boy band, mm-hmm. or just um, an English boy band. If you right, because I was about to say the last One two direction. major boy bands were not American, mm-hmm. but I don't know so? if I see it. I'd like it. I'd yeah, lean it into it. I mean, but I don't know if I'd see it. If we see it, it's going to be in th- like it's going to be like ten years from now when the next generation is like a little bit older mm. because they need something for them. Mm-hmm. So like we're gonna see it eventually. I just don't think it's anytime soon. I can. I I think I can see that. You can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly, I'd rather see a girl group blow up because I haven't seen a good girl group in a long time. I was gonna say that ironically, I do think that there's room for not just a girl group, but like a girl group, like surge. Mm -hmm. Search. But yes, I. It's always so weird, because. I think for a long time, girl groups broke up. Like, you know, you have the girl group and then they eventually inevitably break up mm-hmm. and the 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 star goes on to be the star, the star uh-huh. but everybody else finds their footing. Mm-hmm. And I think the last m- really girl group we had was Fifth Harmony. And yeah, I yeah. don't feel like that breakup led to anybody really finding their footing. And like everyone has different reasons for why they haven't. But at the end of the day, kind of makes me sad. Yeah. I just don't know if I would say any of them have their footing yeah like i mean you can say who you think the breakout star is versus who the breakout star needs to be Mm -hmm. but that breakout star didn't even put out anything when we've been begging begging to be fed we're starving emaciated 
people do want you to drop. Like you need to drop, girl. Like what the fuck? And I think it's her, I think it's her team or like her label or like whatever. I did see something recently saying that she's no longer with um her manager. Okay, so so soon I think we're so doing we something yeah, soon. We might get something soon. But yeah, I'm ready for a girl group to be quite honest with you, because boys are cool. I just want to see the girls. Um, somebody said Renee Rap is taking over. I don't know enough to really confirm or deny that sentiment. To be quite honest with you, I don't know what Renee Rap. You don't is. know who that is. That's a human. <laughs> I thought that was a genre, like a subgenre of rap. Like I thought it was like Blueberry Nails rap. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Renee Rap is? She's um, she played Regina George on Broadway. Okay. Like she didn't originate the role, but she did like come in and she played. And then she was in Sex Life of College Girls. She's like a blonde, she's a blonde girl. Okay. She's cute. I'm aware um, of the show. I haven't. You haven't like seen it. Let seen me it? do a, a quick little Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put put a face to the name, but um, I mean maybe yeah. The Sex Lives of College Girls is one of the shows, one of the many shows. I could do a whole episode on all the things people have told me I would love to like oh. watching wise because everyone knows I'm a cinephile. Everyone knows I yeah. love TV, and so everyone's always giving me suggestions. And you haven't. And seen it's that like. One. I don't have, it's not enough human time for me to watch all of the things everyone wants me to watch. Someone said that, like, I think I was listening to a podcast and she was like, I don't have enough time to consume as much as I would like to. Like, there's so many things to consume and yeah. it's almost overwhelming the list of consume, consuming I need to do and I don't have time. I'm I like, think that if I committed myself to like consuming one corner of thing, then I would be, m- my friends, one of the things that they all say about me is that i know everything mm-hmm, you do and it's not that i know everything <laughs> but i know a good amount about a great multitude of things mm-hmm. and so you know my friends who may not know you know you have people who like they come home and they get on youtube absolutely and that's their cook, what, you know what yeah. i mean come home binge a show come home they watch cooking shows or competition-based shows or yeah. you know what i mean love island or but I'm like, or like people who like their whole life is battle rap or, <laughs> and I'm like the dude who's like in all of the things. Yeah. And so, so it's like, I can sit way. here and I can talk to this person about this competition show. You know, like one of my favorite competition shows is Blown Away. It's a glass blowing show on Netflix. And what? I, I love it with all my heart. That exists? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a phenomenal show. It's so dope. Um. You and I can such sit a niche individual and I can sit and I can talk in depth with someone about blown away and then go to the next circle and we can talk about battle rap and then go to the next circle and talk about wrestling and then go to the next circle and talk about like pop culture and like, like the tea, the drama the like, tea, yeah. and then go to the, and like then sports then. And so because I'm always, I could probably watch all the shows everyone wants me to watch and all the ones that I want to watch if all I was doing was watching shows. But I'm watching shows and movies and you YouTube do, and this and that and yellow and blue and green and red and triangle. You need your own like koala. segment in like some form of content, something that's like Emmanuel's picks or something. And like review like the topics that you like, the things that you've been watching, the things that you've been like indulging in. Mm-hmm. You indulge in so much and you have an opinion on everything. Like I feel like that'd be really interesting for you to do. Just something to sit on. Content advice from Kim. <laughs> Y'all saw it in real time. In real time. Uh, this one says, now this is this is something I can't get behind. But somebody said the fall of the Kardashians, and I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. I think 
they're kind of Teflon at this point. There's nothing that y'all can do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, even I think with the Kanye thing, I feel like that could have easily stained big portion of their image and it just didn't seem to be barely, much of anything. It barely stained Kanye. Re- really though. <laughs> if we're being honest. Really like, though. So <coughs> Oh God bless you. Thank you. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I can yeah. if I can co sign seeing that. I think it'd be interesting to see. I don't think it's gonna happen. But I don't think it's gonna happen. They popped out all them babies. They are going to raise those children up to kind of fulfill the prophecy of the Kardashian family. Like, I think what could be more realistic is not all, but a lot of their kids shunning to step that, out yeah, the shunning that limelight mm-hmm. as they get older. Nor, um, I'm looking at you, girl. But even that, I don't think would be their demise or take no. them out of relevancy or the power that they have. I, I just mean, think yeah. they've made themselves a pop culture staple. Um, they're a cornerstone of entertainment. Just all not over going anywhere yeah yeah like they're just not going anywhere and it's because of people like me that still watch the show sorry you watch the kardashians on oh Hulu? yeah me and riley we sit here every thursday and we be watching that shit oh interesting oh lord this is the worst one to end on because we have something to say about it mm. the fight of black americans and christianity our generation is about to challenge the church for real i don't disagree with that i don't disagree with it either i've already seen it um i definitely don't disagree with it and I think to a lot of degrees, it's probably necessary. Absolutely. Um, I think the why is going to be important. I think you're going to have people who are going to want to challenge the church out of hurt mm-hmm. and people who are going to want to challenge the church because they see the mistakes, they see h- holes and, and voids, and they want the church to kind of return to its former glory and being the cornerstone of community. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people who are doing it because of the latter reason will enact change that is for the better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think people who are doing it for the former reason will bring about conflict and tumultuous tensions and frictions. I I don't disagree with that at all. But I'm I'm strapped in for all of it. I think it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm still here for the little tea. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I mean... I would love to go back to church, but a nice one, you know, mm. like I would like to enjoy my time. So I get exactly where this person's coming from. Like, I think we are challenging like viewpoints like no one wants to go to church and feel like condemned all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's not even what we're here for. Like, nobody's there to do that. So I don't yeah. know. I feel like I feel like we'll definitely see that as well. I think the church has a very difficult line to toe between speaking the truth and not being so obsessed with condemnation mm-hmm. and i don't think it's struck that balance yet no it they no um they haven't found it and so i don't know if they ever will i don't know if they ever will i don't mm. yeah and that's for my alter ego show it is that serious it is because that serious that is a topic to get into. Definitely. I, I, you know, I don't have high hopes for it, to be quite honest with you, but I do think that that would happen as far as, like, a challenge mm-hmm. and a shift, for sure. Yeah. We're already seeing it. Yeah, we're definitely Especially, like, in our it. generation. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. The 20-somethings, we ain't, they ain't going to church. Yeah, they definitely aren't. They aren't going. So, T. Um, I be having to remind myself of that. Mm-hmm. Like, people, like, trying to make plans with people, and they're like, well, what about Sunday morning? Or, like, Sunday early afternoon, I'll be like, uh I'm I'm gonna be at church. They'd be like, 
you go, you to, go church? to church right <laughs> not even because like they but just like who does that anymore like yes <laughs> yes like um I'll be like nigga we go to brunch on sunday like, like you know go you know say hey what's up hang with jesus right just for a little bit i don't know just some that's funny well y'all it has been a jam-packed episode full yeah. of lots of insightful thoughts and uh things, things. how you feeling I feel amazing. This is really fun. Thanks for coming on. This is, this is, I've, well, as you know, I've both hosted a podcast and been on mm-hmm. podcasts in the past. And then also just have the experience of like being interviewed a lot as an artist. Yeah. And so often it just doesn't feel like a free flowing and open conversation between individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this just does even just. I don't know. I think there's an aspect to it that's based in you. Um, and I think also based in our respect for each other. For sure, for sure. But I just had such a ball. Like, I I was very excited to come, and it, like, exceeded all expectations. Oh, my gosh, yay. I so was yeah. so excited because I even I put on my close friends. I was like, who is doing the show with me <laughs> Friday? Say it. Yeah. Say it. And finally, no, it's like finally time. No, it's yeah, finally time. Definitely. So definitely the time I'm so right. glad that you came on. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you liked it, make sure you give it a good solid rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a comment on YouTube. Share this episode with someone who is very pop culture involved or creative because I think that they'll thoroughly enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing a new thing where I read. Um, <laughs> I read reviews. So I think let's see if we've got a new one. This one is a five star rating from Utrana. Okay. Okay. Shout out Utrana. Shout out Utrana. Uh, they said I found out about this podcast after one of their TikToks was on my FYP. I ran to subscribe right away because I just loved the vibe. Thank you for having such a fun and not serious podcast in a time where everything in life slash the world is so overwhelming and intense. You are so welcome, Utrana. You get it, Utrana. You get it. Utrana gets it. In fact, can you share it with people that don't get it? You because know, we need that yeah. to go around. But yeah, I mean, y'all, thank you so much for listening because, you know, after all the pop culture discussion, the AI takeover, mm-hmm. the drama with, you know, who's up next and who's rising. Yep. I don't know, y'all, because at the end of the day, it's not that That's serious. serious. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. Have a wonderful Tuesday. Thank you, man, for being so smart and for being with good stuff today. <laughs> Bye.